0: Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes were unofficially engaged by the city guard to help investigate deserters from their ranks. When collecting information at a local pub, a new friend of theirs, Sergeant Soldado, provided information on the deserters, the cowhammer boys, and the party headed to the abandoned butchery to conduct some reconnaissance of their own. The cursed campaign continues now. Still it is first. a pleasure to meet you here again. <laughs> Speaking of meat, what? It seems like we're about
1: to venture into a meat based campaign, uh, segment of the campaign. What?
0: Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just ribbing us.
2: <laughs> this is a pretty high stake adventure.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> you guys are a pain in my butt. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on meat? Haley, let's start with you.
3: Um, I'm not a vegetarian.
1: Okay, pro-meat. Mm.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess if we're doing <laughs> pro anti, or anti-meat. I, uh, I am not a vegetarian. I eat meat regularly, I let's, guess. Uh,
1: let's hear about your last meat-based experience.
3: Experience? You yeah. mean like my <laughs> food?
1: Yeah, the last meat-based experience that you've had.
3: I think I had some ham on my pizza. Okay. Last night.
1: Was it a uh, was it a good experience? Bad experience?
3: I mean, it was kind of shitty pizza.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like well, just... what about the meat on it though? How's the meat?
3: It was, it was fine. It I feel part so of, uncomfortable. To be a part of all
1: the world's meat.
3: <laughs> I think I think so because all the world's meat means any like meat, right? pretty... Oh yes. Oh my god! I have to say something about this. All I could think the entire time. I so I, uh, you guys know I've I've kind of lived all over. Michigan and, and a little bit in Wisconsin and, and kind of moved around a lot throughout my childhood. I had a teacher in well, I was in eighth grade. I got bussed to the high school. I'm worried about how this relates to me. Me Hang too. on. I'm, I'm
4: getting
0: out of my seat
4: doing in grade schoolers into the high school.
3: I, I was in advanced math classes. And the only way that they could handle that was by physically relocating them to higher grade level like classes. So I was bussed. Me and another kid were bused to the high school every morning and then bused back to go to this advanced advanced math.
1: So you'd say you were class. a cool kid.
3: Super cool. Anyways, this teacher, she was crazy. But her big, like the big thing, and she always told us about this. Her big thing that her family celebrated Thanksgiving with.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It was not turkey. No. No. They got a different exotic meat every year.
1: How exotic are we talking?
3: I'm talking one year was kangaroo. Whoa,
4: ostrich. For, for Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, yep, ostrich. Like I don't know where she got this, but the the like she just listed animals and ate them. Like she just listed
1: them. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for the land that we are on. <laughs> well, it was like <laughs> it does, like, it does was, not contain kangaroo. It was one
3: of those things where someone in the class raised their hand and was like isn't that illegal to purchase? <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. My uncle always gets no, it and around, it's, a, it's a She got it's the Australian random. connection. Like she got it's this all the random. world's
5: meat
1: connection. She yes. has these guys, the of, cow boys. That's
3: what I said, speaking of all the world's meat, she, like they did meats across the world too. Like that was a thing they did one year. And they had each, like someone in in the family, each had to bring a different like meat. And they couldn't talk beforehand.
1: You can't talk beforehand to coordinate me?
3: No. And so some of them were duplicates because they were just trying to get what was easiest. And then it became a competition in her family. And it was like a huge thing. And she talked about this way more often than I feel like she should have in class.
0: This is how species go extinct. Yeah. Yeah. When you start competing on the rarest species.
3: In Wisconsin, they're pulling these like crazy. In the northernmost point of Wisconsin, too. They're pulling, like, these crazy meats.
0: The best deers are when they get something off the critically endangered species list.
3: <laughs> well, it's wild, too. Got a real
0: rare meat for you
1: guys this year. She I Only think, one of the three left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned something about how, like, but, you know, we cancel it out because at Christmas, we we'll only eat, like, things we hunted at earlier. At Christmas, we
1: only breed. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's no. not right. <laughs> like, you can't wait. say you
0: can't the all the, if you're considering all the world's meat as one pool of meat.
3: Oh god, god.
0: Are people in that list of all the world's meat? That's I don't know. Question. Do you got flesh, Chris? Does she have flesh? Is that something she acquired
4: for Christmas?
3: <laughs> I, I'm so sorry to bring. I just remembered this as we were I starting can recording.
4: <laughs> only assume that this climax is with someone like. You just eat
2: people.
4: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it definitely does <laughs> at Christmas. Wait, yeah. like, do you have a, an automatic
0: sh- uh, warning for people out there because of that?
2: Oh well, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't eat human meat because you can get very, very sick from it. I just cook it. Well, speaking of which, uh, it that does not work <laughs> mm, does with it? prion diseases. You would have to incinerate it to ash, and it could still survive. So mm. do not eat human meat. Your brain will turn into a sponge, and you will die. Oh. A very so crazy only if you crazy eat death. other brains.
1: Or is that any meat any any
2: meat um i th- I'm not sure how far it spreads, but it's kuru kuru is the disease. Oh, we know what the disease is, yeah, so um, hey, guys i got I gotta make some calls <laughs> wouldn't risk it do
0: not eat the shmeat. <laughs> well, has anyone had a bad meat experience, like something like you eat is it, like i I have to chuck this away, you know, next time I hang out with my friends i'm I'm gonna roast this meat to them uh, about the meat to them <laughs> is anyone
5: <laughs> I don't know Chris why don't you
0: dish <laughs> me dish yeah why don't you dish <laughs> I don't know any, I mean I guess it, I got poisoning from a, a BW3's once Buffalo Wild Wings yeah I got a burger there, which was obviously not the right. Why call. would you go oh, for big, their non-core competence? I was like eight, I think. <laughs> at least this. At least better. the
1: butcher in this story calls itself all the world's meat, and so you know that they don't specialize in a certain type of meat. It's any meat.
0: Any meat, yeah.
1: But Buffalo Wild Wings, it, what can you get there? They don't Buffalo call it Buffalo yeah. and
0: Wilderness Wings. Yeah, they don't call it mm. Buffalo the Burgers. <laughs> they certainly don't burgers. call it that. You know wow. what? I was the kid I went to, like I think, a middle school with. His dad ran the franchise or whatever. I don't. I don't know if he was running it right. So I don't know if there were like more cases maybe of food poisoning there than the guard. Maybe. Maybe this might. This might be like a direct analog to my childhood experience. This, <laughs> better, uh, this better see this if he
4: put the force ordering strange things at a uh, at a restaurant reminded me of a very quick story from high school. This might surprise you, but I used to hang out with some awkward kids. Oh, really?
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. Used to. <laughs>
4: <And> <laughs> I used, used to, to sure. Uh, <laughs> did they Did they perchance get bused to the high school for... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, also, you know Special so classes hey! for a moment. I'm going to go back to that. Haley, are you are you making us believe that they bused two kids one bus? They did. <laughs> two kids one bus. Did. Dear God. They did get
2: like a van? No, they Bussed us.
4: All right, well... <laughs> a short bus, I did family? want... I did want no, <laughs> a, a small like, bus? A
3: full bus. That is
4: your okay. tax dollars at work. Um, <laughs> the gas alone is killing them. <laughs> so me and my buddies used to go to this hot dog stand called Nicky's, and they also had burgers. And the burgers were called the Big Baby Cheeseburger. And my buddy ordered a big baby one time, and the lady who was working behind the counter was like, seven big babies? And he was too awkward to say no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, he didn't. And then he got seven cheeseburgers. He paid for all of it. Yeah. Oh, God. Right, I'm not.
1: I don't have it in me to correct you. No. I'll take seven big babies, please. Yeah,
4: he spent like forty dollars.
0: <laughs> I just want to throw something out there.
4: I eating big babies for like a week.
0: <laughs> that lady probably saw that dude spaghetti falling out of his pockets. Is like, I am going to turn over major stock right
4: now, <laughs> guys. Also, not the only time this happened to this kid. What in the Portillos Whoa. drive-through? Can I have a milkshake? Three milkshakes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, he's 11. He's a level
0: 9 susceptible.
4: <laughs> this, wow, This happened over and over to this kid.
5: <sighs> I just, I don't,
1: I can't imagine that the, that it was anything other than malicious from the, from the person working the register.
4: Because yeah. you're looking at the one guy. Like, this was a face-to-face interaction. What? It wasn't like a Grubhub order. Right. What I will say is he was ordering them to go. Mm. However, seven also- big babies. <laughs> like, you have to see in the kid's eyes that it's not correct. Did you just, like see his expression? He, yeah. he got crestfallen after <laughs> she's like, wow, this is really going to cost me. I'm in high school. <laughs> or like if he doesn't hear her confirm seven and then she's like, okay, that'll be $40. He's not like, whoa, hold on. That's no, no. not what my one meal should cost. Totally. I haven't seen a picture of this guy, but I
0: already know the way he looks and the way his voice sounds apparently over a drive-thru screams Mark to anybody who is like trying to take advantage of this guy.
4: Um, I'm not gonna dox him, but you're very close
0: to the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, ho! I think he meant Mark as in uh, you're a Mark. Yeah, like you're a you're a, I don't know, what? A, but, not not Rube, but like, you know. A Rube. An easy lick. Yes, but also very close to the name. <laughs> well, aptly named. Good job, parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, his name was Mike. Pretty close. Only a couple letters <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think
1: we got to give out a hero point here. Uh, this one goes to Haley because she just really got into the logistics of this investigation, which I love.
3: Oh, well, that is my job.
1: This is from Thomas again. The most deadly. Su- oh, no. Here we go. again. Oh, no. The most deadly surgical persi- <laughs> procedure in history reportedly had a 300% mortality rate. Robert Liston, the surgeon, had performed an amputation and managed to kill his patient, an assistant who had his fingers cut off during the operation, and a spectator who died from shock. Can Mirror top that? Hopefully not with the help of this hero point. Oh my god
4: I've heard that story before. It's insane. Wild. Mm. But also Thomas is scaring me. You're on thin ice, Thomas. <laughs> You're on real thin ice. The
1: unofficial Corvosen guard is gonna come after you. <laughs> So when last we met our heroes, they had formed an alliance with Cressida Croft, the field marshal of the Corvosan Guard, and agreed to work for the Guard kind of under the table in a not quite official way, but in an effort to help her be able to divert more resources to actually policing and patrolling. You heard about uh, some cowhammer boys from a boy did we boys, from a uh, uh, sergeant grouse soldado who was at the three rings tavern that you went to for i guess for information but also for a few drinks you learned some things and i
0: think that's where we find you now i know this isn't right but i picture a cow hammer is like a forge hammer that they place cows into like, oh, like right like off the, the bat, yeah.
1: it's just automatically hammering
4: yeah. against an answer. Sirloin steak, sirloin steak, just churning them out. Uh, that's a cow press. Okay, <laughs> sir, I'm feeling that down in my loins.
2: <laughs> I imagine the cow hammer as like the the old style of a bolt gun. So you had to take it to a dark place, Emily. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, Emily's absolutely correct. That's what a cow hammer is. It's what butchers use to kill livestock. Cows specifically, yeah. Before before you used a bolt
4: gun, wait—they just took a big hammer. (laughs) Yep, I didn't know this was a real thing. I thought it was just a funny name.
1: Uh, Cowhammer
4: boys work at a butcher. Well, now the name's not so funny.
1: What you uh, (laughs) just—you
4: just thought cowhammer was like created from the ether? Yeah, There's all sorts of shit in these modules like that. (laughs) Crazy names. (laughs) I've never heard that term before. Alright? Yeah, I thought Sue it was just me.
0: it was just a writer with a lot of gumption it was like, you know what? I'm gonna cow real the boys. Yeah.
3: Nope. It's a thing. It's a-
0: Haley, you should be worried. You're wearing a cow top right
3: now.
1: <laughs> Shh, they're gonna learn that we record these back to back. Oh, Haley, why do you keep wearing that over and over and over again? Wow, same same shirt two weeks in a row. Same outfit. So what are you guys doing at this point? It is late, and I i don't honestly know where everybody is deciding to stay or, or what you guys are trying to do.
3: Well, Mir would actually probably go back to Eel's End.
1: Okay. You're in North Point, so it's just right across the Narrows. You can get to the top of Endron Isle, which is right where your establishment and Eel's End are. Yeah, you're actually weirdly close to home.
3: Yeah, so for her, she would just want to go back to not her home, but Eel's End, where she's made a temporary home.
4: Okay. Likewise, Vex going back to his apartment. Sure.
0: Imagine Diego's still a little far away from Trail's End, so if Mir is is cool with him crashing. Well, I think, I think I'm they, sure have, they have a place is. for you at Eel's Oh End. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sure. Devargo. Yeah, we we'll stay <laughs> with Devargo now. The Troubles, yes.
2: Sylvie's probably pretty far away from home at this point, correct?
1: Decently. You'd have to split up from the group if you wanted to go
4: straight home. They're just crossing the bridge that's right there.
2: I mean, are we planning on going early in the morning to start investigating?
4: We, of course, want to investigate before all the meat's gone. Mm -hmm. Guess you're going to have to rough it in uh, Eel's End
0: with us.
5: Ah, yeah. Uh,
0: You know, you're going to be away from your powdered doilies and polished (laughs) cufflinks. There are no powder rooms
1: in Eel's End. (laughs) You're going to have to use the bathroom like everyone else. Yeah.
3: I guess Drop
4: one off the poop deck.
3: That
2: or she goes to the barracks by herself. Uh, You could do that. She would not do that. She'll go along with Mir and Diego to Eel's End. As long as there is space for her there.
1: Sure. You guys spend the night. Uh, It's relatively uneventful. And meet up
4: in the morning.
3: Yeah, we meet up to get the meat yeah. Hey, you all the
4: world's meet up. Lordy. Just a, a quick question. Is Trinia back? I knew she was like going... To... She did say she okay. would She would stay with your grandfather
1: while this kind of stuff was happening. So she's still at your place.
4: Mm-hmm. And actually, you, when you stop by for the night, he seems pretty calm. All right. Duck would probably talk to Trinia a little bit on how's he doing and all that stuff. Sure, yeah. I mean, she would
1: definitely exchange pleasantries with you, um, you know. tell you that he's been fine,
4: and um, I kind of leave it at that. He'll explain again that, you know, I gotta make some coin right now and see what I can do to help the city get better, so I got another job tomorrow. I'll be back. Yeah, she, you
1: see, she has at this point brought like her canvases and stuff, so she's able to continue to paint from your apartment, so she doesn't Great. really seem bothered by you know, at least your grandfather wasn't like trouble for her that's all. Just making sure that everything's
4: okay. Yep.
1: So you guys meet up early morning, probably before dawn, if you're trying to get to the butcher before it really starts
3: operating. Yeah, I think we need to take the day to, like, truly watch what's happening and maybe do a lot of, like, observation slash investigation work, because there's going to be a lot of people in and out, so it might be a good, good time to be kind of under the radar.
4: So if we walk over together, we can kind of talk about what we want to do. Vec might ask the rest of the party... What are your thoughts on... I don't know. I look like a little bit of a ruffian right now. Mia, we need to schedule some time together. I got to get cleaned up. But I i look like I've had a rough time. I could probably ask and see if I can get some free meats. Just see how the process goes. See how they address me. See what's going on. And if I get some free meats out of the deal, I guess see what it is. Are you planning to ask for the night's special cuts? See, that's the part I'm not sure about. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I'm willing to be wrong
3: either way to engage them on that level. I don't know if we should be looking for that until it's night. If it's the night special cuts and it's the
2: morning. We can see what we learn from the free meat and then go further to the night special cuts.
4: All right, me. I know you've got lots of knowledge of nature. You think you could probably identify a cut of meat for me? See if it's above board?
3: I could give it a shot, but it's not exactly what I mean by my knowledge of nature. <laughs> it's usually the living.
4: Right, right. I, I quite understand. I think it's. You'd speak with Dead with the meat and see if it moves. I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I now, cannot do that.
5: Like, <laughs>
0: wait a moment. Well, we don't know if they have a USDA equivalent for uh, Corvosa. <laughs> I need to re prepare some spells. All right. Up to- <laughs> <laughs> the,
4: the Upton Sinclair of this group. <laughs> You want to go in as a group or you want me to go in by myself? Doesn't matter either way. I think it would be best if I am not present for the initial investigation, phase.
2: (laughs) I do not think I fit in for a crowd looking for free food. I could probably go with you.
4: Sounds good to me. All right, Sylvie, Diego, maybe hang out at the end of the block. We'll meet up with you afterwards.
3: I probably shouldn't be carrying such obvious weapons, though, to go get meat. I've got a long spear and a bow. Those aren't easily hidden. You've
4: got to defend
0: yourself. We all do. These times are uncertain.
4: Right. And similarly, maybe Figgy should stay with Sylvie and Diego. Oh. We are talking about all meats here. <coughs> I don't want anybody eating you, buddy.
3: <coughs> Mir, like, looks sadly at Figgy. I'm worried you're going to get captured. Who knows what all meats <coughs> means? <coughs>
4: I don't want anybody in North Point eating a double Figgy bacon cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) The only way you're going to get him to stay here is if you promise
0: him a cut of meat when you go. Uh. Hmm? Uh. I think we could probably arrange this.
3: It's gonna depend on what the meat is, Figgy. But then, yes, you'll get a cut.
0: Alright, lamb chop chop, let's get to it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, and Mir is going to take off her longbow and her long spear, and she'll only keep her war razor on just in case. And she's going to hand those over to Diego instantly. Yeah.
4: You better take your armor off while you're doing all of that too.
3: I don't have armor, but
4: Oh, okay. I'm a you, druid. <laughs> you guys think you can hold on to that crossbow that I have on my sheet that I always use? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm more. I'm. I'm worried about like the obvious large weapons, and then going to go ask for like free meat. I'm sure. I couldn't sell my crossbow for (laughs) (laughs) money for food. I'd like to not look like I obviously can take care of myself.
1: Or you maybe just like ruffle your hair up, (laughs) roll around in the roll around in the gutter a little bit.
3: I'm sorry. She's not gonna mess up her hair. Uh, but she will, she generally doesn't have like the nicest gear. So, looks
1: like somebody fine hair. You must be paying a pretty premium for that.
3: It's all self done.
1: <laughs> so, I will allow Vec and Mir to, because the rest of you are staying a block away, I'll let the two of you make a perception check when
4: you approach. Sure.
3: This is why I wanted to come with you.
4: Yeah, this is why I didn't want to go alone. Sorry, but, uh, natural
3: 20. Ooh. Which goes to? Uh-oh. <laughs> 25. Oh, okay. I got a, I got a 24 only. Oh, only? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so the two of you do see presumably some cowhammer boys bringing some kind of, like, skittish, sickly-looking cattle into the pens, and the establishment kind of has a pen up front, so it's, it's around the left side of the building. There's a pen that looks like it keeps livestock. There are some double doors, and these men are kind of herding the cattle that are in the pen uh, through these double doors into the rest of the establishment. It doesn't look like the establishment is yet open, but after some time, you do see people start to form a line.
3: You should get in the middle.
1: Yeah,
4: absolutely. Uh, Mid- middle also, of the line. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, also, I would like to do medicine or Nature to just... Make sure whatever sickliness this cow is isn't a contagion. Sure. Medicine or nature.
0: Medicine. What do you worry about? Some sort of insane cow plague?
3: Yeah, um, I am. Preposterous. <laughs> Twenty-four.
4: Got me beat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this distance, they look like malnourished cows okay. that were like kept in the city.
3: Hmm, so okay.
1: like, they're not the best cows.
3: Hmm. Uh, I just want to make sure they don't look like obviously diseased. No,
1: they don't look like they're diseased.
3: Thank you. Alright, middle of the line, right?
1: Yes. Cool. You align yourselves middle of the line and the entrance to this place has a window that displays meat and it has various cuts of meat and there's a kind of like you enter the front door there's a large counter but the people that are receiving free meat are just receiving it out the window. So again, you see this this smiling cow sign hanging above the entrance. The long counter runs uh, over half the room's width. Uh, And then beyond that, there's kind of a door that stands ajar. There's a low bench that sits along the wall, while to the north there's a marble top table that displays the cuts of meat in front of the window. You see two men as you approach, that are just tending to the customers, I guess in quotes, because they're receiving things for free. One is a tall, dark man in leathers. The other is kind of like a more portly, older gentleman in a breastplate that doesn't quite look like it fits him. It looks like he should maybe use the breastplate stretcher. And he's kind of like huffing and puffing, like grabbing the meats and, and handing them out. As you approach, you hit the front of the line... And the man at the front would kind of give you a curt nod, uh, hand you several wrapped packages of meat,
4: and usher you away. Before we're actually, like, out of the front of the line, Vecca lean over and say, this is my first time out of my house since the whole city went to hell. I appreciate what you're doing here.
1: No trouble. No trouble at all. And you just
4: do this for anybody? Yeah, anybody that has. Well, I mean, you look like a poor sort. <laughs> we don't give it to rich folk. I've been in between jobs for a long time. Hard times in my family, hard times in my personal life. I can't tell you how much this means. Oh, uh, this is
1: not a problem at all. Just, you know, we've along. We have lots of folks to serve.
4: And you, you ask for no compensation whatsoever?
1: No, it's a, it's a good thing we're
4: doing. Right on. Absolutely.
1: At least till these times are over, you know. Anything else?
3: No, is not going to talk as she sounds obviously different from Vec and they yeah. came together. So I don't want to like yep. give any suspicions.
4: All right, then we move along. Okay. You see the line
1: has grown since you've gone through. Mm-hmm. As you return to the rest of the party, you can um, examine the meat if that's something you wanted to do.
3: Yes. I saw the cows, but I'd like to just double check. Mm
1: -hmm. So you open the package. You have uh, one package filled with kind of just ground meat, and the other has uh, sausage links.
3: Okay. Uh, It smells fine. Nothing suspicious. Smells fine. Okay.
0: You suspected the worst. Of course
3: I did. Thank you Bertha. Great joke. Great joke. Worst with a W. You. Um. <laughs> You're welcome. The disappointing looks around the table.
0: <laughs> those those are what make my day. Uh, he's just
1: smiling like a spoiled little brat over there. <laughs> Got
5: me. Got
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if nothing truly looks suspicious, smells suspicious, or and it looks like regular meat.
1: Are you rolling a. Check? Yeah, that's
3: what I want to. Uh, well, what do I roll?
1: Uh. Nature, I guess. Okay.
3: That is a 26.
1: Well, it's way higher than meats, beets. Meats, meats. Meats, meats. It, uh, It definitely looks like beef. Okay. However, as you see this line grow and people get served and you spend, you know, part of the morning here, from your perception checks earlier and till now, you haven't seen any more cows get brought in. There's no way that that's enough meat for all the people that have walked out of the building with meat.
3: That's got to be a lot of meat, then, if we sell several cows. But also...
1: I mean, it, it's a line of people, like, yeah. a ton of people. And you didn't get an insubstantial amount of meat. I mean, you got you got enough that should, like, feed, feed you and maybe a family for a day.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. So, man, if only we both didn't go, but... We had to both go. I would love, ooh, maybe we can see someone in the back of the line and see if we can trade them. I'd like to know what, what, at the very end of the line, like, what are they getting?
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. We
4: also can't, for probably obvious reasons, put Diego from through the line. But, like, we could dirty Sylvie up a little bit.
2: Take off her, her cloak and her
3: family crest. I mean, either way, I think either option.
4: Well, I ain't letting you go in alone,
1: kid and uh, Sassy would turn invisible
2: Ooh! Back. All right. Sylvie will take off her cloak and her family crest uh, and hand it to Mir and all of her possessions back. And then Sylvie, I'm guessing there's like dirt and stuff in the street so she can just kind of like wipe some on her face, on her hands, a little on her clothes just to look more rugged, kind of like untuck her shirt. Mm-hmm.
3: And say, Mir's got some, like, charcoal for writing that she could help use. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, What's your modifier to uh, deception?
2: Mm -hmm. Plus zero.
1: Okay. So you want to head in?
2: Yeah, Sylvie would just uh, join the line and not try not to make a scene, not uh, really talk much to anyone, just kind of wait in line.
3: Mir could have also used prestidigitation to give her um, a little bit of a better... Thing, I think, that, like I think that is something I can do. I could, like, you can color, clean, or soil an object. So I could, like, oh. color some of her stuff, soil it,
2: and soil it. soil yeah. it. it. You could uh, make it look more uh, faded and
3: yeah. I mean, cur- and ideally, color her hair so that it's all one color and you're less like recognizable.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stand out as much. Okay,
3: I'll let you
1: aid with that. Okay. So you head inside and you make it to the front of the line it takes you about an hour at this point and uh, you see as you enter that there are now noticeable flies buzzing around in the in, in the main room where they're displaying the meat and the two men look more disheveled than they had been prior they're like sweaty and they're you know handing out the cuts of meat still they're still wrapped and packaged they hand you some meat without any, without any trouble.
2: Oh, okay. She will. She takes it and exits the line very quickly, not wanting them to take a second look at her. Sure. Uh, so she'll bring the she brings the meat back to the group, and we'll open it up and see what she has.
1: Sure. Uh, it smells a little funky probably been sitting all day. Your meat smells a little funky now that it's later in the day. You haven't stored it anywhere cold. Been waiting out in Just the sun with, with a with your meat. bunch of raw meat. Well, well, sitting, there, sitting there with your meat in your hands. Piggy's he's had some, I'm sure.
3: He's he yeah, big, probably,
1: probably downed it, uh, down part of it at least. But
3: does it look the same?
1: Uh, roll me a nature check.
3: <laughs> you know, luck had to end eventually. It's a 13... Mhm. Beats
2: mine.
1: Definitely looks older than your fresh meat this morning. Um, looks a little bit off color, but it's ground meat. You you wouldn't immediately say here like, "Oh yeah, that's beef." But you can't, I mean, you certainly can't place what it is if it's something different. And it might just be the age of it, but it's like grayed a bit.
2: They're cutting it with something else.
1: Cut with flour, this
0: meat.
2: <laughs> well, oh
3: man!
0: Seems like the stuff they hand out towards the end of the day is well, it's not the same quality. But I don't know what else we can say about it.
4: Right, that's not an indictment. They've got a lot of people to try and feed. I mean, it's not good, but I don't know that I see quite anything wrong here.
2: They are giving this out for free. It is not that they advertise top quality beef. Honestly, at this point, they don't seem
3: harmful. In fact. They seem like an aid to society.
4: No, I, I totally agree. Mia, you were there for our conversation. It seemed helpful. They didn't want anything. They didn't even want... Not only did they not want my coin, they didn't want anything in return. A fealty, uh favor. They just said, go on your way. I was, fed.
3: H- I was half expecting them to give you the meat and then say something like, don't trust the queen. Like, right. even a small rumor... Right. But they didn't even want to talk. They just handed it out. Sylvie, did you see the same?
2: They did not try to talk to me. I just grabbed my meat and left.
0: Well, from what we know about them, this still could be the front to their true operation. So we don't know entirely everything they do, but where do we go from here?
3: I'd agree that we don't know everything that's happening. But from the way that Cressida was talking, she was talking like there'd be a full-on... Uh, speech against the the queen out there, and and the rule against Queen Eliosa. This is rather surprising, honestly. But from here, I think I think we're gonna have to come back and at night maybe and ask for that uh, special night's cut or night's cut special, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, you do notice that during the day, kind of on schedule around noon, the Cowhammer boys come out and disperse the line, saying that they don't have any more meat, uh, but the shop remains open.
4: Let's buy a little time, give them some time, get back in, ask them a question, and see how they respond. But what do we, we ask them for the cut, and then what they're offering mercenary services, what should we ask them for? I don't know if they're offering work or, or otherwise, but
0: we might have to hash that out once we get in there and ask them. I think whether whether this comes down through their own volition or not, we are going to have to search that facility to understand what's going on.
3: I think we're also going to have to watch all day, see if anybody else comes in that doesn't look obviously part of the group. Maybe they're asking for this night's special cut, too.
0: Seems we have a stakeout on our hands for the time being. What kind of an out? A stakeout. (laughs) A stake stakeout, if you will.
2: If any of the cowhammer boys leave, we should potentially track them. They may be going about their business or the mercenary work. We could see what they do.
3: Especially if it's right after someone else goes in.
2: Oh, aye. Is there like a, like an alley or something around back of this building? Like multiple entry and exit points that we would need to be watching?
1: Looks like there's the front entrance and then there are several entrances around the pen and potentially entrances around the side.
3: Ideally, it'd be great. Even if we can't if we can't tail them properly. Because it's still the daytime and that's difficult to tail, could we possibly put a hood over their head, capture them, and ask them questions without them identifying us?
4: I like it. It's dirty, but we're not agents of the crown, are we?
0: I think we'll have to see what happens when we uh, we sit and watch for a little bit.
3: It's not an uncommon trick that Devargo uses.
0: <laughs> so you stand
1: watch, you see several people enter and exit the building. Uh, the two men that you had seen prior, you don't see them leave. I'm assuming you're doing this all day. Yeah. 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 Until dark, nobody leaves. Okay.
2: Do they get any other shipments of animals in? Nope. Hmm.
0: Well, I, I think we've seen enough. I think it's time to go in there and, uh, pop the question. We enter the building. We go inside.
2: Are we
3: going in from the front
2: door? Yes. Okay. Sylvie has removed her family crest from her clothing, and they're still very dirty from before.
3: All right.
1: You enter the front door, and the two men from earlier are still there. They're kind of sitting in chairs, conversing with each
4: other. Uh, They both stand up. We're all out of meat. What do you want? Oh, see, my friend. that's a shame because it's been difficult. I've been able to scrounge up three good meals for myself today, but I'm looking for that fourth meal. Some sort of night special cut or something. I'd hate to think I need to go elsewhere. Oh, you're interested in the night special cuts? Aye. Well, um,
1: who do you have in mind? Now, it'll be ten gold up front, but the Cowhammer boys will make sure that, uh, Whoever's
4: troubling you won't be troubling you anymore. It has become immediately apparent to me that this is not a mercenary operation, this is an assassin ring.
3: That is absolutely <laughs> exactly what just happened. My face, <laughs> my jaw dropped. Do we know Sylvie's dad's name?
4: What about Gadron Lamsoni? Yeah.
3: Oh, yes! You
0: what's,
4: know his name. What's your name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got him. That'll be ten goals.
4: <laughs> Wait a second. And
1: <laughs> I'll be honest, we don't play these kind of games. Is there a reason you're in here making light of our
0: method of work? Well, shit. We've heard the rumors that have been going around around this place, and I'm sorry to say it looks like they've been confirmed. We're not a fan of what you're doing here, and I think it's time to <laughs> come all out of meat puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want your meat beat
1: then? Is that what you're saying?
3: No, Griffin, no. <laughs>
1: I think it's time to ground and pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pulls out a crossbow. Looks
0: like you were about to get smoked. Oh. Oh. Why don't you guys re- put yourselves on the map and roll finish? That's a <laughs> way better phrase. That's you had that one in the pocket. I'm sure. I'm, I'm assuming we're all we're all in here. Yes, yeah, so I assume you're inside.
1: Uh, these two are behind the counter. If you could give me two. Did he of would be the... in front
3: of me. We're all agreed. We're not killing everybody, right? Yes.
2: Yes. That's the plan. We want to capture them, but not kill them.
1: All right, guys. This is a roll for initiative. I would allow those of you that were kind of like chatting up the place to roll a diplomacy for initiative if you wanted to. Or a deception. Otherwise, it's going to be perception.
2: Going with that perception. Or a 16.
3: 16. 16. (laughs) 17.
4: All right, Diego. 14. Beck. Beck. Having spoken, I will use Deception or Diplomacy. Same bonus. Also a 14. Plus five. Uh, which money. of you wants to go first in second edition? You just get to pick. I would like to go first. I would like
0: you
1: to go first.
0: I would like for me to go first, too.
1: You're going first. Okay. Both of these cow hammer boys have their crossbows trained on you for this aggressive statement that you were, it's time to ground and pound. Um, and they both shout out into the building. We've got a couple unruly customers. Come out here and help us out. Let's see. I suppose that's to be expected. What do I want to do here?
3: Pretty classic.
1: The one on the right takes a handful of the salt that they're using to like cure this meat and tosses it at Sylvia. It's Sylvia, I, I need a reflex save.
2: Ooh, They okay. just pocket-sanded her, but with salt. <laughs> that, that would hurt. Gonna they hurt assaulted so her. Bad. Assault,
4: <laughs> that's assault. assault. Call the card. <laughs> Haley. low-key, you are a pun master. You just gotta <laughs> wait for your time.
5: <laughs> that's a
1: 20. A 20. Uh, you manage to kind of duck under your cloak as the, as the salt hits your cloak and does not affect you. He's now going to fire a shot from his crossbow at you. That is only a 15.
2: That does not hit.
1: Okay. The other one drops his crossbow, uh, moves around the counter, pulling out a sword. And as he passes the counter, he's gonna toss toss some salt at Diego.
0: Ooh, good roll. That's a 22
1: for Diego. 22, Diego. The salt doesn't phase your fur-covered face. It gets caught in your fur, but uh, it's like you have extra eyelashes with all that fur. Uh, none of it gets into your eyes, and it's now Mira's turn.
3: It's the one in the back who he, he fired a crossbow bolt?
1: Yes, he has a crossbow out.
3: All right, so I guess mobilizing him would not be helpful. I mean, I could electric arc them both.
4: We probably don't want to actually kill them, but considering that they're both fresh, that would be a really good start to knocking them down. I don't think even if you rolled Max, you'd probably kill these people.
3: So I think Mir has the opportunity to go ahead and use Electric Arc. I'm hoping that this does not outright kill them. Okay. But I will need a basic reflex.
1: Basic reflex from the two of them. Oof. Oof. I've got a nine and a seven. Really bad rolls.
3: Okay, the seven critically fails.
1: Okay. Uh oh. The seven's the guy in the back.
3: Okay, well, we tried. So it's seven points of damage for the regular failure, and it would be 14 points of damage for the critical failure. Okay. With Mir's last action, she would command Figgy to attack. All right, so gonna go ahead with uh, Jaws first not a great roll. That's 12. Nope. Okay. And then Claw's second. Sure. That is also a poor roll, so...
1: Okay, so Figgy misses twice. Correct. Sylvie, it's your turn.
2: And now that they have moved, there's enough space that Sylvie can attempt a tumble through to flank with Diego. Nice.
1: Yep. Let's get that tumble through. This is against their... Reflex DC. Yep. Oops.
2: That is a 27.
1: Oh yeah, you got it. There's no crit success condition, is there?
2: That is correct.
1: But he is flat-footed to you.
2: Yes, and Sylvie has entered her state of panache. And then we don't want to kill these men, but we do want to restrain them. So Sylvie is going to grapple.
5: Okay.
1: Athletics against my fortitude DC.
2: Yes. That is a 23.
1: 23 succeeds. does not crit succeed.
2: All right. So he so... is
1: grabbed until the end of your next turn or he escapes.
2: Awesome. Since she is now holding this man, uh, she does n- not do um, any other actions, but does call out, guess this man manacles.
0: Okay, Diego. Okay, Diego would probably have a set of manacles on him. I'm guessing, right? She gave he's us a, four. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. She gave you each a set. You have to pull them out. Okay, so intera- interact action to pull it out. What would the what would the rule be to put manacles on him while he's grabbed? I believe it is still a athletics check
1: against his fortitude DC to do to do so, unless the manacles have specific rules when you click on them.
2: Oh, so it does say you can manacle someone who is willing or otherwise at your mercy as an exploration activity taking 10 to 30 seconds, depending on the creature's size. So does that mean we have to wait until after combat? That
1: basically means you need to somehow incapacitate them for 10 to 30 seconds, which would... Just
2: more than over a, a turn. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I know what I'm doing. So then. in essence, what, what would happen here is you you do pin somebody, completely immobilize them, and make them helpless if you crit succeed in athletics. Mm-hmm. So I would say in combat, if you do that, then I will allow someone to someone else to manacles them uh, because they're they're completely
0: immobilized. But just succeeding in a grapple, you're still going to have to like yeah. make a check. Okay. I kind of don't want to be dependent on just rolling for crit success. So what Diego is going to do is he's going to rage. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he probably would have drawn his maul out as part of that threatening talk that he did beforehand. Yeah, yeah. He's going to say, uh, I think someone needs to be tenderized a little bit. He's going to attack non-lethally, trying to just take his maul and thrust it into this guy's midriff to try to knock the wind out of him. 17 on the die. The the flanking cancels out the uh, attack non-lethally. That's a 25 to hit. 25 to hit is a hit, not a crit. Okay. Thirteen points of non-lethal damage. Ho, ho, ho. He is unconscious, ho, ho. just barely, All but right. unconscious. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so rage, attack. He's unconscious. Now I'll let you put the manacles on if you want. It's an action. Yeah, just. All right, the, yeah, you can take the action. All right, he'll is like a he'll he grab the manacles and uh, quickly, swiftly, put them on the unconscious man. There. That's his turn.
4: Okay, Vec. All right, there is one more conscious dude in the room that is not in our party. He's gonna look at him, point, and a, do a little demoralize and say, "And I can't believe we haven't done this yet." Looks like meat's back on the menu, <laughs> boys. <laughs> um, this is going against his will DC. That's uh seventeen. Seventeen is a success. Okay, wow. great. So he is frightened one. He is frightened one, and then. He touches his temple, looking at his head. Griffith, I'm going to need a will save as I cast days to do some non-lethal damage. Okay. Nice.
1: That's a 16.
4: Woo! That is a failure. You take full non-lethal damage. This is equal to my casting modifier. Four. That actually knocks him unconscious. Yeah! Woo! Uh
1: However, you do hear uh, commotion in the back, and so you are not out of the woods
0: yet. So we're going to stay in initiative order here. Okay. How are the other manacles distributed throughout? Uh, Each Each of you has one. one. Okay. Okay. That is my full turn. Okay.
1: At the end of your turn, you see the door open in the back and the first of the called cow hammer boys runs into the room as his second action. He'll be right next to Sylvie is going to attack at Sylvie with a club or a cow hammer. Wow. I learned a lot this episode. <laughs> that's a natural 20. You check it in the container.
0: Uh,
2: oh, no. So
1: that's definitely going to be a crit hit. Cowhammers are a, a deadly D20, aren't they? That <laughs> is 18 points of damage. Oh, my God. Just Ooh. slams it into the side of your head. Non-mechanically uh, rages at seeing his buddies that were uh, manning the storefront knocked out. And he just slams it into the side of your head. Another cowhammer boy, kind of huffs and puffs into the room with a with a crossbow, and he's kind of like standing over his buddy in the open doorway. Is gonna fire a shot at
0: the large cat man that's looming.
3: It's a lot of meat.
0: Well, a lot of fur. He sees. He doesn't know how much meat's on. I was in eighteen. Meats beats when I'm raging. Okay. What's beats? Meats, meets, meets, meat, beats, meets on my raging. <laughs> That's five points of piercing damage. Ugh.
1: Mir, you're up again. There's a couple new cow pokers in town.
3: Yeah, I think. So Mir's right by the entrance, right? Yes. Just thinking, uh.
1: Nearby. Vex right in front of the entrance.
3: Can I reach over and lock the door? yeah I just what I don't want is I don't want people attacking us from behind that has happened already to us at the old fishery and it sucked
4: this is feeling a lot like the old fishery
3: correct I would like that to not happen sure so that'll be her first action and then the second action will be to electric arc these two yes reflex again
1: more reflex saves Uh, they both fail neither critically so
3: Okay. Uh, I got maximum damage for eight.
1: Okay. That's uh, two actions. You got a third. I
3: thought I...
1: uh, Oh, you locked the door.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) Sylvie, you just got slammed in the temple. Probably a little dizzy.
2: Yeah. uh, Sylvie's head is ringing right now after that hit. She will release the unconscious man that she was holding... And just slumps? (laughs) She is no longer pulling any punches. She was trying to resolve this more peacefully, but just took a massive hit. She draws her kukri, spins to the side, and she is going... She attacks.
1: You're still in panache.
2: That she is.
1: Are you attacking
0: non-lethally or lethally?
2: Oh, no, she's attacking lethally. Okay. And I'm hoping... I hope I don't kill them.
4: The lawyers can sort this out after. This is classic self-defense. Also, we only need to bring the leader in. I mean, really- For compensation's sake, yes. For compensation's sake, It would be good. It would be good to keep them all alive. But, you know, accidents happen.
2: Oh, no. That's only an 11. 11 doesn't do it. All right. She does not want to take more damage. So she- throws up with her last action, throws up her arm and her family crest appears in front of her as she casts shield.
0: Okay, Diego. Okay, Diego yells out, how is this for a cow hammer? He's going <laughs> to move up. Is it okay for him to move into this guy's square even yep. though he's on mm-hmm. the ground? Okay. gonna move in next to Sylvie, next to the counter, diagonally from this first guy that crit Sylvie. He's going to bring them all over his head and down onto him. Sure. Lethally as well. 19 on the die. Uh Uh-oh. That That is a 27. That's a critical hit. Yeah! Oh, my gosh. 34 points of bludgeoning (laughs) damage.
1: 10 on the die. Well, I'll say he's doing more than seeing spots as you... uh, Happy Gilmore is head <laughs> off his body like a
3: Honestly, thank God like we only have four cups. <gasps>
1: wow, yeah. Um you decapitate him with a blunt weapon
0: is what just happened. <laughs> oh my dear lord.
3: Uh, look, it's good though, because again, we only have four sets of manacles, and this is already four, and we know that's not enough because we, we have the leader, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Efficient use of resources. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Congratulations, guys. So I want to be clear about this next action that happens, okay? He is just completely decapitated, eviscerated this guy. His fur is covered with the gore of this guy. He looks at the <laughs> next guy to him and he just starts purring. <laughs> I'm going to make a demoralizer check. Great. Yep. You're I raging, have so uh, you have raging intimidate. Now? I do. I have okay. raging intimidation, so I can I can intimidate.
3: I don't like that. You purr.
0: That is a tw- uh, a twenty to intimidate. He does intimidate. Okay, he's frightened one. It's frightened one. That's my turn.
3: That's such a creepy image, man.
0: Solid move. Vigilante's got
4: a vigilante. <laughs> Vec. Yeah, well done, man. That uh, is unsettling. Vec's gonna look at this guy. I hope you're ready to meet Jamaica and. Let's get another will save for a daze. He is frightened. And with a two on the die, that's going to be a six. That'll be a critical failure. Okay. So you're going to take eight non-lethal damage.
1: Eight non-lethal damage. And there's another effect to daze, right? If the target
4: critically fails the save, it is stunned one. Is stunned one. I didn't expect him to still Ooh. be up. Nice. All right, yes, he has stunned one. He's been dazed. He took some damage. I have one action left.
3: He's only taken 16 damage. Eight from me and eight from you.
4: Fair enough. Um, so for the listeners, stunned
1: is you become senseless. You can't act while stunned. Stunned usually includes a value, which indicates how many total actions you lose, possibly over multiple turns from being stunned. So in this case, I will lose one action on my next turn for this cowhammer boy.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure that there's much I can do to move things along with one action. Vex going to move a little further into the room, so he's close up right behind Sylvie and Diego. Sure, this guy is stunned. He's demoralized.
1: He drops his weapon. Don't kill me, please.
4: I don't know what you want, but I don't want to die. Fair enough, my friend. We didn't want to kill you either. It's not, it's not what...
1: Poor Merrick would say. He sent his head all
2: over the wall. He tried to do the same to me. He earned his fate. <laughs> Look, uh,
1: fine. W- whatever you need, what, whatever you need us to do. I He kind of puts his hands behind his head like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm done trying to hurt you.
3: How many more of you are there?
1: It's just Varric inside.
3: Perfect. All right, Uh, because we, it would be advantage, advantageous for all of us to have our manacles if we can, I believe that we should tie this man to his unconscious brethren.
4: Tie him to the headless corner. No, absolutely no. not.
1: No. <laughs> Don't tie him to Varric. He's very dead.
3: No, let's tie him to the be other yucky. guy in the corner and um, take away, like search them for weapons, tie him up back to back.
0: Well, if there's only one more guy, then it's... It would be okay using man- I, uh, it,
3: Yes. Yeah, I know it'll be okay. It's more about if we use them now, that means that whoever has the manacles, that's got to be the person. I see. Versus okay. if I, like, I who stay in the back or Vec who stays in the back gives their set to Diego, that means
2: Diego, Sylvie would both
3: have them.
0: That makes more sense, yeah.
2: And we could take the manacles off of the unconscious man as well because he's right. unconscious. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, They
1: each have a club, a short sword, and a crossbow on them, as well as 20 bolts, but that's all they're carrying.
3: So, yeah, okay, so maybe we just, we tie up the two unconscious ones, and then Manacle, the conscious guy, and then um, I already locked the front door, so hopefully them being incapacitated enough, this will be fine. And then we can go in, and I would certainly give my, unless feck. I feel like stays further back, right?
4: I can't imagine a situation where I put manacles on somebody in combat. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was gonna say, yeah. I at least sometimes come up with my war or so. totally
4: fine with that, yeah. I'll give mine to whoever needs them.
3: Diego is used his, so. Yeah,
4: I'll take them. Perfect. Sylvia, you took a pretty bloody blow, didn't you?
2: My head is a little fuzzy right now. And she kind of puts a hand up to her head and is holding it.
4: All right, I can hit you with the lay on hands and refocus after that.
2: Say that or I can medicine. Still, like, save,
3: wanna...
4: yeah. Regardless, doesn't matter. We. Uh, I will say you
1: most certainly don't have ten minutes. So. Okay.
3: I can um, you could medicine. battle medicine you can battle if you,
1: medicine. you wanted, and 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 use your thing, but you probably can't refocus. I That's fine.
3: Yeah. I would if if you have yours readily available. I'd rather not battle medicine because that means Sylvie's immune for a day.
4: Ooh, let's not do that then. Right. Yeah. I
3: can do it in. Toss a lay on medicine.
4: hands on her. Yep. It's not a ton. It's six points of damage.
2: It's something. Thank yeah. you.
4: So there is
1: a door ajar. Further in, and if you enter it, you see a long hallway that ends with a double door, but has a door uh, to your left as you enter, as well as a set of stairs upstairs. What would you like to do? You
0: want to clear the ground floor first?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do a quick speed run through the ground floor.
0: Sure. Uh, which way do you want to go in this hallway? The closest, the closest room first? Yeah. One, there's a door on the left that we see, I think. Sure. You open this
1: door, and the air in this room is stale. It stinks of day-old meat and blood. Straw litters the floor, uh, scattered to catch the drips from the meat as it hangs. Meat hooks are affixed to the walls and ceiling on metal rods. To the north is a low blood-stained table and two barrels of salt, while double doors stand in the wall to the south. An iron bar extends through a narrow hole at the top of the doors, and the bar runs along the ceiling for five feet before ending at a vertical pole running floor to ceiling. There is a plethora of meat hanging in this room. It looks like maybe they spend the evenings salting the meat to prepare it for the next day. You go ahead and make me a medicine or nature check.
3: Absolutely.
1: Hopefully it's all animal meat.
2: Either or both, or are they different?
1: They're the same.
2: Okay. Okay. 19. Not going to beat that. Sylvie gets a 20 for a 24 for a nature.
1: Okay. Sylvie and Mir, as you're examining the meat, there are several uh, cuts of beef and pork. It looks like mostly cattle and pigs are slaughtered here. However, there are several hunks of meat hanging up that you can't identify as animal. And you realize that they are humanoid.
2: <gasps> oh. oh, no. But don't they know about that, like, Koru Koru stuff? I guess they don't care. They're giving it away to the people.
3: Oh, my God.
1: In this room, there is a double door to the south that that kind of meat hook apparatus goes through. So it looks like you would, like, hook, him, hook something meaty up onto that uh, pole and push
0: it through the doors into the next room. I think the rest of the party doesn't even need to hear you guys say it. The expression on your face is when you look at those cuts is enough to know that something is very wrong.
3: Oh, yeah. Mira just goes from, you know, her like normal sagey green to like a deep emerald as she is very queasy. Like, this is a horrible thing.
0: Let's push into the next room. Weapons drawn.
3: Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Mira would also just say, be prepared for some horrors. This is not good.
1: You enter the next room, and the floor of this grim chamber is strewn with bloodstained straw, and the reek of slaughter is almost overpowering now. This is definitely the killing floor. Meat hooks dangle from a metal track affixed to the ceiling that allows the hooks and their gory loads to be moved easily around the room. In the northwest corner, a large hammer sits on the floor amid a permanent bloodstain. This is a cow hammer. To the south, a blood-stained grill covers a wide hole in the floor. Just north of the grill sit two large vats of water, one boiling and one cold. Two large butcher blocks stand to the east next to the barrels of salt, and in the southeast corner sits a reeking vat of cast-off meat and bones. It looks like, as you enter this room, it looks like the slaughtering is done above these grates.
4: Beck is like he runs his hands through his hair and then rubs his stubble-covered cheeks. This is in the butchery. This is a Godstand slaughterhouse. Untold horrors have been done here. Calmer boy should call himself the slaughterhouse Five. <sighs> That's pretty good, but the hammer's is pretty cool.
2: <laughs> I disagree.
4: So what are you guys
0: doing exploration activity wise here at this point?
3: Trying not to be sick. But in reality,
0: I think just seeking on Diego's part. Really, I think we're just looking for the guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is any of you like scouting, like listening at the doors
1: and that kind of thing to see if there's like any?
3: That's, uh, I was thinking it would make sense if Mir was either like either scouting, yeah, or trying to, I guess, as she's investigating, make trying to make sure there's like less noise, which would be avoid notice.
4: Okay. As for Vec, I, I think from a meta perspective I know this probably isn't going to do much He's just going to walk around detecting magic to See if we can Hone in on anything in particular If those other bases are already Being covered in the party of, of seeking around Making us silent, you know I don't want to double duty here
3: Yeah, sure. so then I'll I'll go ahead and just avoid, avoid notice And I'll make sure I have my longbow out and ready So we
2: can seek as well Just try to make sure we're Catching everything
1: Those of you
0: seeking, please make me a perception check 8 You know what? I'm going to use a hero point to reroll that. Okay.
2: 16
0: <laughs> Natural 1.
3: Oh man. <laughs>
0: uh, I have a 6 now.
3: I should have seek.
1: Neither of you find anything out of the ordinary until Vec calls out that there's magic under this grate.
4: Hey, wait a moment. Wait a moment. There's something down there. Something I wouldn't expect. Now, the way Detect Magic works now,
1: you just can tell that there's a presence of magic. But with Vex' help, Sylvie, you're able to see a glint off of the light in the room down in the grate. There's something metal amidst the sludge.
2: I see something shining down there. We should take a look.
1: So if you wanted to get through this grate, you would need to force it open. That is an athletics check. If you have something like a crowbar,
0: that would make this easier for you. Unless there's a crowbar just readily available, Diego can just try to force it open himself. Okay. 19.
1: 19, Diego, you feel the bar strain underneath you, but you're not able to
0: make it budge. Mm.
2: Sylvie can try. I do not have a crowbar.
0: Making a note, (laughs) kid.
2: Uh. Can we just do this like multiple times or is this like a once?
1: Uh, there's a critical failure condition, so just let me know what you roll. Okay. Uh, it, it's just the critical failure of the force open, which makes it more, it like jams it, which mm-hmm. makes it more difficult to open.
2: All right. I rolled a 10.
1: A 10 does, does critically fail. Uh, so
2: it, pointed. It, make,
1: it
0: makes it a little bit harder to open now. 18. Doesn't crit fail. You want to go back and forth with us until we get it? We're wasting God. a little bit of time here doing this. Hey, I, uh,
3: I forgot I could guidance.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can give somebody guidance if you want.
3: Who's got the better? I will guidance them. I got a plus eight. I'm only a plus seven. Guidance, Diego.
0: Ooh, 24. 24
1: meets beats. <gasps> Yay! There we go. No, it was only 24 because you jammed it earlier. Uh, mm. But Diego, you, you get a firm right. grip uh, and you pull... You put your legs instead of your back into it, and it <laughs> lifts off. It this is like wrought iron. This is heavier than you expected, uh, but you manage to kind of awkwardly walk backwards. and And actually, let's see. Uh, give me one more athletics check to see if you if you have the stamina to like actually get this to a good spot and put it down quietly.
2: Oh, oh can Sylvie assist in this?
3: No.
1: Yeah, okay. Sylvie, you can. You can roll to aid.
3: Got to roll twenty to aid. Just a reminder, otherwise, it's right? But,
0: but a crit oh. fail is how it harms.
3: Oh, okay, okay. I okay. should
0: not have burned my hero
2: point. Oh. Okay, I'm going to use a hero point on that one.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> it oh. sounds like it might not we
2: be uh, the
5: hero points.
0: a
2: hero point.
5: Here we go.
2: Okay.
0: It's time to do it. Sylvie aids. Okay. To plus two. Hmm. Fourteen. Fourteen, you get it to about
1: six inches off the ground, and then you slip a little, and it's it clangs on Clang. the ground, and you can see clearly now down there, there is a pile of discarded meat slop, and something shining in it. Can we use a like a one of the meat hooks to scoop it up? Uh, uh, you'd have to. It, it goes down, so you'd have to
0: you have to like get down there. Mir, I suppose you're the one who's seen this level of carnage and gore before. Do you uh you feel comfortable getting in there?
3: No. <laughs> you think I've seen this? Hang on. I've done surgery
0: before. This is like a whole vat of you surgery. You just
3: decapitated a dude with a hammer. I'm feeling really uncomfortable with the treatment of animals actually.
2: I do know of someone who can fly. And she looks at her shoulder to Sazzy, who he
1: can't be serious. <laughs>
3: From the distance,
2: I can press the station to at least clean it.
1: you want to clean it off before I have to go down? This is like your one favor for the day, by the way.
2: If you do this one thing, I will not ask anything else of you.
1: I'll tell you what. For today. For today. For today, you better not ask me anything else. Don't ask me to do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But hot little imp shit. So if you press to digitate the the gunk off of it, he will uh, go down, and he kind of calls up, uh, "Sylvie, it's uh, it's some kind of ring. There's um, there's a digit inside it, though. You
2: want me to bring that? Just bring the whole thing up. All right, thank all right. you. Uh, it it kind of reeks. Sylvie's like covering her whole face right now, <laughs> trying not to breathe the stench. Hey,
1: hey, heads up! There, there's something making noise down here. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm coming up. And he flits up onto your shoulder and deposits, he, it's kind of like his whole hand. He drops a ring finger with a ring on it into the palm of your hand. This is the magic. You, when you detect magic, you, you can see it. Oh, I hope this was worth it. Can I, uh? You guys could roll any of your magics to identify this. Do we hear the noise coming from the
0: vat now, too? Could, Make me a perception check.
3: Yeah. I'll perception. All right. I'm sure as heck not identifying this as a nature because I got a natural one for that. But in good news, I did get a 26 on the perception.
4: Nice. Nice. That's nice. I got a religion check of a 21.
2: Okay. 15 for Arcana and then only a 10 for that perception. Mm-hmm.
4: I've not rolled a perception yet, yeah, but I'm not perception. Probably going to beat Mirs. Don't you have occultism? Guess what did I don't. Oh, I'll roll occultism. cultism. Yeah.
2: Oh, shoot. I have that, too.
0: 20. Okay. A
2: 25.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, between you guys, uh, between the religion and the occultism, you are able to recognize this as a ventriloquist's ring. Oh, okay. This elegant copper ring has miniature images of songbirds engraved around its circumference. You gain a plus one item bonus to deception checks, and once per day you can magically throw your voice with the effects of ventriloquism
4: as the spell DC-19. Ooh. That's awesome. Hey, deception is a charisma skill. Who identified that object?
1: Uh, I would say between the occultism and religion, you all correctly
4: identified that. I think I know what that is. Helps you lie.
2: I am not one for lying. And Sylvie thrusts her hand out with the (laughs) finger and the ring she doesn't want it anymore for anyone to take. Diego
4: I'll tell you what I'm a man of a bit of pride but I've told a falsehood in my time this would serve me quite well I think better you than I that being maybe there is well I'd say maybe we get it to the original owner but eh, I don't know Eh, probably.
3: I think the original owner's hung up in the other room.
4: Yeah I would give it a good helm Ironic.
3: You're clearly th- the sedious.
0: <laughs> he could throw his voice, but he couldn't throw himself out of this place.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so
4: what were those perceptions?
3: 26. 8. 10.
4: Beck, right, I have not rolled it yet.
3: Combat.
4: Oh, God. Started. Uh,
1: Seven.
0: The pit beckons.
1: As you're identifying this ring, you're all standing by the grate. Mir, you're the only one that can hear the chittering of small chitinous feet echoing in the tunnel that Sazzy would have said looks like some kind of sewer tunnel, but all you can see under this grate is just viscera that looks like it's been pushed through the grate climbing up, up, up out of the grate are three clawed angry looking creatures that snap their claws at you and hiss and poise themselves to attack. I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time.
0: Oh! oh man. no. <laughs> Wait, the manacles! <laughs> <laughs> the Bestow Curse podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated curse of the crimson throne is copyright 2016 curse of the crimson throne and the pathfinder adventure path are trademarks of paizo paizo pathfinder their respective logos and all paizo titles characters and artwork are properties of paizo incorporated and used with permission